Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about four Bible characters you don't know enough about. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about four of the more obscure people in the Bible and the important roles that they played. Important enough that thousands of years later, God has ensured that we can read about their lives. You know, sometimes when I look at the lives of people like John the Baptist or Moses or Paul, I get a little intimidated. You know, sure, the Bible describes the litany of faults that God's disciples had. And with the apostles Christ chose, it almost seems like we hear more about their faults and their acts of faith. But still, these people are giants. And as Isaac Newton famously wrote, all I can hope to do is stand on the shoulders of these giants. And that's the message in a way of Hebrews 11 and that hall of fame of the faithful. The writer says that faith is the confidence in which we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And this is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And it's by that kind of faith that Hebrews 11 goes on to say that people like Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Rahab, and so many others acted. And when we think of the historical account the Bible lays out for us, we think of these people, people like David and Elijah and Esther and Mary. God gave us these stories for a reason. We can stand on these giants' shoulders and come closer to God. But When I look at these people, I don't always see where I fit in. As hard as I try, I fear I will never reach the number of lost souls that the Apostle Paul did. I most likely will never have the opportunity to lead an entire nation towards God like Moses did. I might have a hard time relating to these giants of Scripture, but woven into these stories are the names of people who aren't as familiar to us. And even without the recognition They are incredible examples of faithful men and women. If they were in a movie, they they wouldn't be the high on the list of the credits. They're supporting actors in the background, overshadowed always by the leads. But to God, they're not just cameo appearances. They are his creation. They're carrying out his will. And while they may only appear in a single verse, we may not even know their names, they were loved and are loved by God. God considers everyone who trusts him as a great person of faith. And no matter how small mankind thinks their service was, it is valued by God. And that's all we could ask for ourselves. My name will probably never be recorded to be glorified by men, but I can have something so much better. I can be known as a good and faithful servant by the Almighty God. And that's the glory that these more obscure names of the Bible received. So let's start off with two ladies, and we may not remember them by name, Shipra and Pua. And the nation of Israel owes Shipra and Pua a great deal. And they were two of the midwives assigned to assist Israelite women during childbirth in the years preceding the Exodus. And we don't know too much about them. There's some scholarly debate about them. But we do know from Scripture that these women were courageous. And you may remember that during the time of Joseph, the Israelites were in pretty good standing with Pharaoh. But after he died, another Pharaoh took his place 
And as the Israelites grew in population, the Egyptians became more and more uncomfortable with the situation. They feared that at some point they would grow to such a degree that they would take over the nation. So to limit their population, the king of Egypt gave the midwives an order. When you help the Hebrew women in childbirth and observe them on the delivery stool, if it's a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, let her live. Exodus 1.16 But Shipra and Pua feared God. They knew this was wrong, and so they rebelled. And by deliberately disobeying their leader's command, they showed that they were going to rely on God. They were going to rely on justice rather than an arbitrary command. And they delivered newborns regardless of gender. And when the king heard about this, he summoned them and asked, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live in verse 18? And the two midwives, they refused to stand out even while standing in the presence of Pharaoh. And they knew God's law and they knew that it would always supersede man's orders. And so they said, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They're vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So scripture tells us that God approved of this courage and their commitment to do what was right. And he was kind to the midwives in verse 20. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Now, maybe they aren't well known, but Shipra and Pua were noticed by God for standing up for what is right, no matter the consequences. The second woman I want to look at is Abigail, the wife of Nabal. And Abigail, truly amazing. And we read her story in 1 Samuel 25, where the Bible describes her as an intelligent and beautiful woman, verse 3. She was married to this awful guy named Nabal, though, a guy who made his living raising livestock and was described as surly and mean in his dealings. And then David comes along. He's hiding from Saul at the time, and he's got some time to pass. And he decides that he is going to, with his renegades, watch over Nabal's flocks. One day, David requests, a seemingly uh, legitimate request, for a few legs of lamb in exchange for his protection. And the Bible doesn't record exactly how Nabal responded, but when the messengers repeated his words to David, David was enraged. He says, it's been useless. All my watching over this fellow's property in the desert so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. Verse 21. And so David, he organized his men and he prepared to destroy Nabal and his household. But that's where Abigail steps in. She cleaned out the house. She put bread and meat and raisin cakes on the horses and donkeys and headed out to meet David. And when she saw him, she dismounted. She bowed her face to the ground and humbly said, My Lord, let the blame be on me alone. Please let your servant speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. May my Lord pay no attention to what that wicked man Nabal says. He is just like his name. His name is fool and folly goes with him. But as for me, your servant, I did not see the men my master sent. David accepted her plea. And once Nabal was struck dead by God, David quickly swooped in, married her. And what a Cinderella story in the Bible. What a nice love story. But Abigail was noticed by God for this apology, for standing up for what was right. The third character I want to look at is Bezalel. And he's someone who's known less for what he did than what he didn't do. You know, the Israelites as a nation could be counted on for two things after they left Egypt. Number one, you could trust that they would complain an awful lot. 
And number two, you could count on them to doubt God and by extension Moses during that complaining. They were always testing God and they were always negative. But then we meet Bezalel. Bezalel was the the foreman of the tabernacle work crew. And here was a man who was filled with wisdom and knowledge and ability to work with his hands. And not only that, we're told that he and his work crew were eager. They were excited about performing the work God had called them to do, according to Exodus 36.2. He and his work partner were gifted with uh, teaching others these skills and, and boosting morale, according to Exodus 35.34. You know, we are called to be servants of God. All of us are to devote our lives to ministry, another word for serving. And so often, though, we think of ministry as preaching or teaching or visiting the sick, but God has called all kinds of people to labor in his kingdom, and we each need to be serving God with the abilities he's been giving to us. God needs men like Moses to lead his people, sure, but he also needs men like Bezalel to build his tabernacles. He needs all sorts of people in the kingdom of God. Finally, I want to look at a man named Phineas, and we may not know Phineas very well, but he has such a dramatic story, and his story shows us that God will honor those who are serious about honoring him, those who will take action and obey what he has commanded. You know, at a time where Phineas is living, a young man named Zimri was blatantly defying God in front of Moses and the entire congregation of Israel, Numbers 25, 6. And it seems like Zimri was the son of a, a prominent leader. And so maybe he felt he was too important to humble himself before God. And this was at a time when idolatry and fornication had crept in. And the Lord commanded Moses to deal with this rebellion. And so Moses has just issued the command to the judges of Israel to execute the guilty parties of this rebellion. And that's when Zimri walks in, a pagan woman on his arm. And the decree had already been made, but no one was following through. And that's when Phineas steps up. Phineas, the grandson of Aaron, rushes towards Zimri and his companion and puts them both to death right there on the spot. That simple, or in other ways, extreme act of devotion to God, uh, to defending God's holiness, not only turns the Lord's anger away from the children of Israel, it earns him God's covenant of peace and a position for him and his descendants as high priest before the Lord, Numbers 25, 13. And we may not remember him as well as Moses, but God valued his service. Now, that clearly doesn't mean that God is calling anyone today to execute idolaters or fornicators, but he is still looking for those who will stand up for his word and are passionate about his holiness. Even when others around us are standing idly by, God will be pleased with those who stand up for his holiness. So Shipra and Pua and Abigail and Bezalel and Phineas, they were obscure. They often don't make it into our memories, but they were important to God. History may have tried to discredit their contributions, but God held them up because they were faithful to him. We can only hope for the same. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. 
Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.